And we are off on our program. Jason Atkins is joining us via the phone line this morning. Jason is from the Minnesota Catholic Conference. And uh, Jason, thanks for being on the air with us this morning. Let's start with a recap of what's happening and what has happened Wednesday in the Minnesota House. There was a hearing regarding assisted suicide. What was the result on that hearing? The assisted suicide issue has come back here in Minnesota, and that's uh, an issue that's being uh, talked about nationwide, and it's no surprise that uh, there are advocates uh, for assisted suicide, most notably the Compassion and Choices, the misnamed Compassion and Choices, formerly the Hemlock Society, uh, is really pushing uh, assisted suicide here in Minnesota. So, uh, fortunately, it was only an informational hearing, and I think uh, the committee chair gave it a hearing precisely so that they don't need to hear it during the actual legislative session in 2020, which is a good sign. The bill's really not ready for prime time, and opponents have done a really effective job of making the case why it's wrong as a matter of policy uh, for Minnesota, because it endangers patients, uh, the rights and conscience, pra- conscientious practice of healthcare professionals, and indeed all of us in Minnesota. When care is expensive and killing is cheap, which one do we think is going to win out at the end of the day? A great summary to that. Now, over in the Senate, there was some encouragement on the issue from Senator Michelle Benson. She's chair of the uh, uh, Senate Health and Human Services Committee, saying it was a dangerous policy and uh, will not be heard in the Senate. What can you say about that? Well, I think uh, in gratitude for Senator Benson's strong stand, but we have a bipartisan group of Senate voices uh, who are really speaking out strongly against this proposal, Senator John Hoffman. Uh, is a Democrat and Senator Jim Abler were both at our uh, press conference that was put on by the Minnesota Alliance for Ethical Healthcare, which is our um, coalition that we are a part of, and um, just really had a strong voice against this proposal because it endangers people with disability. And pain management is not uh, even in the top five reasons why people choose assisted suicide. Mostly, it's done out of fear um, that the loss of autonomy, bodily autonomy or the loss of uh, the ability to operate uh, certain bodily functions is going to contribute to a loss of their dignity. But are people with disabilities any less dignified because they need someone uh, to wipe their face or to help them eat or go to the bathroom? And I think that's what many in the disabilities community are scared about with this proposal, is that it it's a stigma and a bias and a form of discrimination and prejudice against people with disabilities. Thank you, uh, Jason. This is Father Nick. Um Obviously, this is not the first time in the Minnesota legislature to talk of an assisted suicide bill that has surfaced. What's your gut say about if we will be seeing a lot more of this in the year and the coming years talk about assisted suicide? Well, I think first in the short term, the the bipartisan strength, uh, the statements by bar- the strong statements by bipartisan a group of legislators in the Senate should discourage the House from taking this up any further. Uh, this legislative session, meaning 2020, um, down the road, though, we certainly uh, can expect it to return as a point of discussion, precisely because being pushed by a very well-funded, well-organized uh, set of proponents and compassion and choices. And so the discussion that's, not happen- that's happening not only in Minnesota, but nationwide, is coming to a state near you, um, even if it's not on the radar in our neighboring states that get Real Presence Radio, uh, it will be soon enough. And I think Compassion and Choices is really trying to get a foothold in Minnesota because we're kind of a purple state um, and not a red state like some of the other states in, in our area. So they're trying to make Minnesota a foothold in the Midwest so we can expect it to return uh, in the coming years, even if it's not uh, 
um, next year. Fortunately, like I said, the Alliance for Ethical Healthcare and other partners, um, Minnesota Citizens Concern for Life and others, have really put up a strong opposition uh, to this proposal, uh, bringing a diverse array of voices and faith backgrounds, um, and Lutherans, Muslims, caregivers, disabilities advocates, uh, healthcare professionals, uh, everyone. Uh, there's strong opposition from all these sectors uh, in opposition to this proposal. Okay. For those that are, are listening this morning, uh, is there any kind of link or any kind of uh, area that they can go to, to to obtain more information in regards to this? Absolutely. The, uh, again, we're part of a broad and diverse alliance of over 40 organizations called the Minnesota Alliance for Ethical Healthcare. That website is ethicalcaremn.org, and that's ethicalcaremn.org, and people can sign up for the um, news alerts and action alerts from the alliance and stay up to date about what's going on, but they can also go to the Minnesota Catholic Conference website, which is mncatholic.org, mncatholic.org, and join the Catholic Advocacy Network, where they can stay uh, the most up to date. Patients uh, really are telling us to, to take their hand and not their life, and I think that's what this issue is, boils down to in many instances is fear, and we need to walk with people and show them really authentic, compassionate care throughout life's journey, and Minnesota really needs to be prioritizing health care access and better care and not making a policy choice that undermines better care and the dignity of the human person. There's just no more symbolic uh, example of the throwaway culture than uh, what Pope Francis calls the throwaway culture than this proposal for assisted suicide. Uh, Jason, um, you know, based off basically what you're, you're saying there as well is, you know, some argue that with bringing this uh, to the forefront, there's actually pressure of older people to, to go ahead with this, right? Once you make it legal, older people will be pressured into this, and that's one of the dangerous aspects. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yes, and the, when does the right to die become a duty to yeah. die? Um, we have to be naive that economics will never be a part of this conversation, especially when insurance companies are involved. And one of the dangerous things about the Minnesota proposal that makes it different than from some other places is that everyone who's diagnosed with a terminal illness will be notified that assisted suicide is an option, a treatment, a so-called treatment option for them. That means every doctor and every healthcare institution, Catholic or non-Catholic or religious, that doesn't believe that assisted suicide is healthcare has to inform patients of this so-called treatment option. Many people who just want to be stoic, don't want to burden their families, even if their families don't agree with them that they're a burden, are going to be pressured and coerced into thinking that this is something that they should pursue. It's a very, very dangerous and sinister thing, not only because it interferes with the conscientious practice of healthcare professionals, but because it could do exactly what you're saying, is make people feel like this is actually a duty and something they should consider not to be a burden on their loved ones, et cetera, et cetera. And so this is a really dangerous thing. Protecting the so-called autonomy of the few people who will actually want to choose this as an option will ultimately endanger the rest of us, uh, particularly the poor, the vulnerable, and people with disabilities. So a really troubling proposal here in Minnesota. We're at about 13 minutes now past the hour of uh, 9. We are coming to you live from Tower, Minnesota, and we are coming from the studios of St. Martin's Church in Tower. 
Father Nick Nelson, and I am your host, Mark Cheney, joining us or joining you today on Real Presence Live. And our topic today, we are talking about the uh, the House legislation that is, is being talked about. And uh, our guest, J- Jason Atkins from the Minnesota Catholic Conferences here on Real Presence Live. So, Jason, what can uh, Minnesotans do about this? You know, what would you like to, to see us? You know, you got Catholics listening to this radio. What can we do here? Well, I think, first of all, as Catholics, we need to even work and speak to our own people and our own parishioners and our own uh, family in the faith about why this is wrong. They're, you know, the, the other side always wants to put forward some Catholic voice who thinks this is perfectly okay to try to say there's diversity of opinion among Catholics, and some Catholics think this is okay, therefore this is okay. So we've got a lot of work to do, even within our own house, to help people understand why uh, protecting, again, the autonomy, the so-called autonomy of some, uh, is uh, uh, really a threat to the poor and vulnerable. This is very much a social justice issue. you know, the, the other side calls itself compassionate choices. Well, sending home someone home of, with a vial of pills to die is not compassionate care. Um, we need to really walk with and accompany people, as Pope Francis says, throughout the end of life. And the, the, the reality is, is that you don't have to be hook up, hooked up to all sorts of tubes and, and die a miserable, painful death. We do have um, control over how we uh, make that journey toward the end of life, and we can do so through the identification of a health care agent, uh, as well as... Uh, provide uh, some direction to our loved ones in an advanced directive. And so the Minnesota Catholic Conference, to help facilitate real choice uh, and autonomy at the end of life, uh, promotes the Minnesota Catholic Health Care Directive. And that, again, can be found at our website, mncatholic.org. Again, that's mncatholic.org. There you can communicate your wishes to your loved ones about end-of-life care, in the in and through the perspective of Catholic teaching. Um, We don't need to embrace every treatment measure and keep our lives going at all costs. We can die at home in the company of our loved ones uh, without exercising every available treatment option. And so the Guide to End-of-Life Decisions and the Minnesota Catholic Health Care Directive are tools at our disposal to make that happen. We need to educate our Catholic brothers and sisters um, about those opportunities, about those resources, and let them know why assisted suicide is not the right answer. But going forward, even outside uh, talking about this legislatively, definitely speak to our legislators and let them know why this is this is a wrong proposal. And again, the resources and the messaging for that can be found at the uh, website of our alliance, um, Ethical Care Alliance, Minnesota Alliance for Ethical Healthcare, ethicalcaremn.org, ethicalcaremn.org, and speak to our legislators, uh, especially during the fall here, uh, parades, fall festivals, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Make sure to reach out to those elected officials and let them know that uh, this bill, House File 2152, is not good policy for Minnesota. Jason, you're doing a lot for the Minnesota Catholic Conference of uh, Bishops. Uh, what else is going on? Anything else? Any other issues that you'd like Catholics to uh, keep their eye on and uh, know? In the, you know, we have about a minute left. Well, what I, what I think we see in this debate is that, you know, there are some difficult stories and, and heart-wrenching stories of people who really have suffered at the end of life. And it just shows, especially in our areas of greater Minnesota and rural areas, why we need to preserve health care access. And that issues around health care access and affordability are important ones and inextricably linked to questions about assisted suicide and other questions. So we have to think about public policy in an eco, in a, like a framework of e, an ecosystem, right? You can't just look at issues in isolation. You have to look yeah. at them together. And so the assisted suicide issue, along with 
issues related to uh, workforce development in rural areas, healthcare access and affordability, especially as institutions and providers consolidate. These are very important issues that um, people need to be speaking with their legislators about. And when they when they don't have access to good health care in rural areas, you know, let their legislators know that and ask them what they're doing about it to make sure that our rural communities stay strong and that people in those rural communities have access to health care. Because if people don't uh, if people don't feel like they have real choice about treatment options at the end of life, uh, then it's not surprising that we see proposals for things like assisted suicide. Well, thank you so much, Jason, for bringing us up to date on uh, on the what's what's happening in that area.